Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, and this week we're going to talk about being positive rather than negative about running. And then we'll use a Star Trek reference to discuss how to reduce your chances for injuries. And once again, joining me is Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. So are you a Star Trek guy? I kind of... I, I'm. I, I'm not a geek about it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like Star Trek, but is, I never. Which one was the TV show? Is that Star, Star Trek? Trek? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah. And I've seen half of one Star Wars. Wow. I know some people will say that's just that's blasphemous. I don't know. I never got into it. So, really? Yeah. Even when they well, came out a few years ago with I think some of the new ones, one of my buddies was like, "Oh, you've got to watch the first one or something." It, I got halfway through it and I was like, I can't do this. I don't know. I'm just not into that. I don't guess. But well, what you have to realize is that I was 12 years old when Star the first Star Wars came out, and of course, it was the biggest thing in the world at the time. What and year so, did it come out? 77, I think it was. Well, Dean, I wouldn't even hear that. I know, and that's what I, that's why I say for me, that's why I'm such a huge yeah. Star Wars fan is because it was that was the thing when yeah. I was right in that wheelhouse of yeah. being interested in that kind of thing. Oh yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I never got into it. <laughs> well, Star Trek's much older. Star Trek was in the 60s. So I don't know that I've seen every episode of Star Trek. I've seen a lot of them. But Debbie and I have talked recently about maybe going back and binge watching all Is of the Star Treks. Is that the one that, what's his name? Is Captain Kirk. Yeah, what, what's his name? William, Is it? William Shatner. William Shatner, yeah. Yeah, I yeah and Leonard Nimoy. I don't know. Yeah. Really. I remember William Shatner, though. But, uh yeah. yeah, that was a great show. It was definitely a great show. Well, it's summer and cross country. It, it's it's time for cross country teams to start working on getting in shape for the fall. And yeah, it's kind of exciting, yeah, I know. Landon came to one of y'all's practices the other day. He's he's pretty pumped about it. I think he's been doing a little more <laughs> yeah, than most he, of them. That was the first practice he was coming to, and I think y'all were supposed to start running at eight o'clock. And I was outside with a guy talking in the driveway, and like eight o five, Landon comes pulling in. I'm like, what happened? He said. Forgot my running shoes. Yeah. He had his Hey Dudes or Crocs or whatever they are on. I'm like, yeah. How, you went to running practice without your running shoes. But, you know. <laughs> I'm just glad to know there's other people out there like me. <laughs> so uh, before we get started, let's talk about our sponsor for this week. Good friend of mine. Uh, again, if you have a business that you want to promote through Run for God and allow us to uh, to to promote you and you you support the ministry of Run for God at the same time. Uh, you can send an email to runlanehollis at gmail.com. Lane will get you all the information about that. But this week's sponsor is Brandon Combs State Farm. Uh, when you make the right decision, it feels good, like picking the perfect accent rug or choosing a good night's sleep over an all-night crime show binge. It feels really good to make the right insurance decision, too. That's why State Farm agent Brandon Combs is right here in Dalton, Georgia, to help you to select the right protection at the right price. Brandon will make sure you understand your State Farm coverage so that you'll know what to expect when the unexpected happens with State Farm agent Brandon Combs. It's easy to make the right choice. Just give him a call. 
uh, when you want the right deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, yeah, great family. Yeah. Uh, Landon's actually building them a uh, farmhouse table right now. You know, my youngest son, yeah. Landon, does woodworking. And a great family right here in Dalton, good Christian folks. And uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for um, insurance, really from anywhere, I think you can use an you can use an agent from anywhere, can't you? Yeah. So I'm yeah, not I sure how so. that works. Yeah, I'm not but, sure uh, either. Yeah, I don't think you have to be right here in in the area to use Brandon. So give him a call. Yeah, yeah, good. And I can tell you this: when they, when he when they say that he's there. I texted him at, it was like 9:30 at night here recently yeah. about something and it was a uh, it was about the company in general not about him and the local office and uh, I got a response from him like within 30 really? seconds. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's just focus. he's on the job all the time. Yeah. A Facebook post from this week comes from Kim and Phillips England. Oh what good intentions I had back in January. Unfortunately, things did not work for me the way I thought they would. My return to running after a serious car accident became painful due to prior injuries, and I had to stop. When it was time for me to start up again, I was in the most stressful season of work I have ever experienced in all of my life. I just couldn't seem to find the time to dedicate to the track. In fact, many of my weeknights, I literally fell asleep on the couch with all of my clothes on. I finished the school year. I'm a teacher. Very thankful that I don't have to return to that campus next year. But also miserable because I'm now 40 pounds overweight. Ugh. Weight gain plus stress equals bad digestive system and frustration. But now, finally, after three weeks of summer, I'm moving from walking to intermittent walk and jog. Thank you, Jesus. It's such a fight to try to keep going again, to get going again. It can be so discouraging to see just how far everyone's come in six months and how far I have not. I have been down and out, but I know that every day is a new opportunity to get going. I'm certainly not writing this for sympathy. It's just an update, almost like a diary entry for myself, but also because there may be someone else out there who doesn't, who's struggling with an injury or a setback. And if that's you, I want to encourage you to seek the Lord and ask him to share with you his purpose for your life. He will. I'd be willing to bet that his plans are great for you, for you, for you to carry out his divine purpose. You have to be as strong as possible mentally, physically, and spiritually. He knows what it looks like for you and how to get you there. Just ask him and he'll show you. He's showing me one day at a time, and I'm blessed each day as I can truly see him at work in me. I'm praying for whoever else might need it tonight. This is, there again, this is what the Facebook group is all about. Uh, Kim is throwing out a uh, lifeline there, not, not, you know, not in the every sense of the word, but she's throwing it out there, and and I'm sure I ha- I didn't see this post personally, but I if I had to bet, I'll bet there's a ton of comments on it, of course, of encouragement, of that's what I needed to hear, of I'm in the same boat with you, of keep it going, you know, do whatever, because we all we all get where Kim is, yeah, we all get there from time to time. But the problem is, many times we think we're the only ones, yeah. and we don't want to talk about it. You know, the devil is the master of secrecy. He mm-hmm. wants us to keep it to ourselves and think we're the only one, and we're not. Yeah, We all go through what Kim is going through, and I, I, yeah, I applaud her for putting this out there, laying it out there, because the Facebook group is a, it is a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
not private, but it's it's a safe place. Yeah. For this kind of conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have no doubts. I'm I'm going to go look up this this post now, but I, I'm sure that. It was all kind of encouragement. Yeah, absolutely. It happens all the time. And and you're right about the whenever you share anything, somebody needed to hear it. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I send out the weekly text messages. And almost every time I send that text message out, I get a message back, either a private message or an email or even a, a in some way. I get a message back saying that was exactly what I needed to hear today. Mm -hmm. And um and it's just something that God just, I mean, I'm busy coming up with different content all week long. You're the right? content king. I'm, 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 it's, <laughs> and there's, you know, running is a pretty simple thing. So it's sure. hard to come up with content. So sometimes I feel overwhelmed with what am I going to say? And I, I don't know what to say. And then it's weird because yeah. God will just put something in there. And so if God is, if God is prompting you to, to put something on the Facebook page that you feel like you need to share. Um, you probably need to share. And it's not acknowledging you're a failure. It's no. acknowledging you're human. Yeah. Well, and even positive things, too. Yeah. You know, people share positive things, and sure. people need to hear that as well. Right. So that's more often the text messages are usually something more positive rather sure. than negative. And so, yeah, it, we just um, – social media can be so negative and can be so destructive, but it can also be absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a, a great example of why. Yeah. For sure. All right. We had a trivia question from last week, and the trivia question was, the record for the coldest marathon ever was set this year. Tell me when and where. Yeah, I'm sure you didn't know this one. <laughs> I didn't I had this. never heard of this marathon before. <laughs> How did you even come up with this question? I, I'm not even sure. I just... <laughs> You know, I'm just going through and I'm, I see stuff online. And I don't oh, know. look, squirrel. Let's use yeah. that as a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, on January 21st, 65 runners competed in the Yakatia, Yakatia's Pole of Cold Marathon in Siberia. So this was in Siberia. So it's in, in Russia, basically. Uh, and the temperature the day of the marathon... <laughs> was minus 53 degrees Celsius, which is minus 63.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Now that's cold. That's insane. That isn't cold. I don't know what the wind chill was, but it was probably much colder than that. Um, And so according to the Guinness Book of World Records prior to this, um, the record was from the 2001 Siberian Ice Marathon in Omsk, Russia, with a temperature of uh, minus 39 degrees. So this wasn't just a little bit colder than any marathon had been before. It was way colder. And here's the interesting thing about having a cold marathon in Siberia is, you know, they have a South Pole marathon. Hmm. And it's never been that cold at South Pole. And I've heard now South Pole, I think the weather in general is rougher on the South Pole. But uh, because I think there's a lot of wind and and things at the South Pole. Uh, But the the winner um, for this race was Vasily Lukin of Russia. He ran three hours and 22 minutes in that cold weather. That's I think that that's the thing that sticks out to me the most, because. I mean, most marathon winners yeah yeah they're going you know quite a bit faster than that but they got barely any clothes on i mean they got a tank top and some shorts you know this guy had on a lot of clothes was not aerodynamic 
Uh, oh, I saw pictures from it. Really? I assure you. Yeah. I mean, ice on their face, just covering their face when they get through. Was he wearing some kind of head cover? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he was completely covered up, everything but his face. Because I would think yeah. you're, gosh, I guess it would be tricky because you have to wear clothes to stay warm. Yeah. But then you're going to start to sweat. Yep. And those kind of temperatures, that sweat's just going to freeze to your body. I mean, we've all had it where it's on our eyelashes and our eyelids or whatever, you know. Yeah. Hair. But you have to, I would think even at its core, it would start to freeze. So, man, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I saw a lot of comments on this race. Now there's a whole bunch of people going, I want, I'm on, that's on my bucket list. Now everybody wants to go run this race because. I love cold weather, but I, that's a little bit extreme. Well, and I like extreme stuff. You know, I, I think it's cool to do extreme things, but uh, man, oh man. Now, again, the South Pole Marathon, um, it takes place on the, on the polar plateau. Um, which is the most remote and they call it the most inhospitable place on the planet. The coldest temperature ever recorded there was um, minus 130. Now they have the marathon during a time of year when it's not the coldest, obviously. Um, but that's that that minus 130 degrees is as cold as the surface of mars basically so that's that's how cold it is on the south pole and so i just thought it would be cool to talk about the south pole marathon because here's the funny the, the thing about the south pole that people don't realize the south pole is at nine thousand feet elevation too because know that. because of the ice, you know, the ice is built up, built up, built up. That's why they say, you know, if the South Pole ice, if Antarctica ever melted, it would flood the world hmm. because there's so much that ice is miles thick. Wow. And so it's it's at such high elevation on top of the fact that um, it's so cold. So not only do you have this problem of it being cold, but now you, you're going a hard time breathing. And get wow. enough oxygen in. Yeah, nine thousand feet. That's that's like breathing through a straw. That is tough. Yeah. That is tough for sure. Um, but it would be it would be cool to do it. But I looked it up, and so I thought, man, I would love to do that South Pole Marathon. I looked it up. It's nineteen thousand five hundred dollars for the entry fee. Is uh, that because I mean, is, I assume the travel is. Yeah, that includes that. the travel and everything. But you have to travel. That's travel from Chile, so I'd have to get to Chile first. So there's another couple grand. Right, Might so. as well climb Mount Everest while you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, to go into Mount Everest is even more expensive than that. I can't remember what it is. It's like I think 30, it's like thirty something thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty expensive, but wow. Uh, but and then on the South Pole, I thought this was interesting. On the South Pole, there is actually a pole at the South Pole. It's a little candy stripe looking pole. I mean, it sounds so <laughs> so goofy, but um, and it's got this little silver ball on the top, and and apparently they. Uh, that you know the, the South Pole Marathon, they actually run. I guess I don't know if they run to and from it or run to it or how it works, but they they hang out right there at the South Pole, which would be pretty cool. And you think about it, if you were at the South Pole, how cool would it be run around the world to run around the world, <laughs> right? Yeah, that would be I pretty just cool. thought about that when you were saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I ran be, around the world. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Seventeen times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In less than a day. Yeah. yeah. In an just hour. a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Wow. Well, we got the Hawkins 10K is like 
just a couple of weeks away now. Yeah, right? it's uh, it's getting pretty exciting. I, I've been texting back and forth with Patrick. He's got some pretty cool things that I think he's going to add to it. Um, as you know, they would. Uh, <laughs> Patrick and Angie, they want to make this interesting, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. Um, we're going to be there. It sounds like we got some people coming in from a lot of different places who are going to be there. So, yeah, still time to get registered. Uh, just go to runforgod.com and uh, click on the Hawkins uh, 10K at the top of the page and uh, get signed up. Yeah, you can join us in person or from anywhere. It's yeah. free. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make a donation, it is a fundraiser for Run For God. So if you want to make a do- donation or do your own fundraiser, there's a there's a system in place where you can set up your own fundraising page to support you uh, that would that would help out Run For God. That would be cool too. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Low key, no frills. Um how show co- up and run how cool would it be to know there were a thousand run club members all running a 10k all at the same time that's, that'd be pretty cool wouldn't yeah, it yeah that's that's gonna be pretty cool i think that's doable yeah yeah and that's we've awful. also got the let your light shine running skirt you know we had a we had a naming competition i was blown away at how many names were thrown out there yeah i, I didn't count them but there was a lot of names a lot of great names we narrowed it down to three and then we put it out there for the vote and let your light shine one uh there were actually two people that suggested that and they both won a uh skirt these are great i've seen one in person uh i've never wore one nor will i ever wear one (laughs) that would be weird um but yeah the ladies love them Uh, i think gay actually wore she has one she actually got the very first prototype and she wore it in a race last weekend i think and uh so yeah it's uh the boulder athletics is the brand of it uh, a lot of ladies already wear their skirts of different you know patterns and things like that i don't know all the right terminology but uh, i hear that they're great skirts and they're highly recommended yeah that's cool so go get one absolutely yeah i thought it would be interesting I, you ever done these things where you say okay if you do if you you do so much you know there's so many kids come to vacation bible school then the preacher's gonna swallow a goldfish or something you know something crazy like that right so this happened to me i was thinking about it because i was thinking well if we got so many mitchell could wear a skirt at the at the hawkins 10k why, why are you bringing me into this <laughs> Because that's not going to happen. I don't care if we have 5,000 runners. That's not going to happen. Well, here's what's funny about it. And I think this group would be a lot like this, right? So that um, I brought this up one time, and I don't remember what it was. It was something not as as weird as this, but something like that. And I remember bringing it up to my team one time. If you guys do reach such and such goal, then I will do this. And I remember a couple of my girls going, I don't want you doing that. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want my coach doing that. I was like, well, okay. (laughs) It's worked out good for me. Yeah. Yeah. But it would, but you know, I I think our group would be the same way. It's like, yeah, it's not appropriate. So we wouldn't want you to do that anyway. But I could come up with some pretty cool challenges to throw out there. I think I could do some thinking on that. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, We get, we get what, how many? 1,500 people signed up for the Hawkins 10K? I say a thousand. A thousand. And and then uh, we, we do something crazy. And, and you'll run 50 miles that day. I'll run 50 miles that day. If we get 1,000 people, you'll run 50 miles that day. i got to think of that. i got to think of the date. I can't do it that day. Why not? i got that national championship race the next week. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm not, I, I, I mean, I'm looking at trying to at least get close to an American record. How so. about this? How about this? If we get 1,000 runners at the Hawkins 10K 
either there in person or virtually, you'll run 50 miles at some point before the end of the year. Agreed. Live on Facebook. Agreed. The whole time. Agreed. I'll do that. There you have it. I'll there you have it. I'll, do, I'll be glad to do that. Okay. You have to, we'll have to, we'll do it on the track and you'll have to count laps. Seriously? On the track? <laughs> Are you insane? I just to, tried to get my two boys to do a four mile tempo run on the track and you'd have thought I was pulling their fingernails out with a file or something. I'm just trying to figure out a way to get you involved. <laughs> get you committed to. <laughs> 50 miles. How long is that going to take you? That's going to take a while. Seven hours? Oh, eight hours? Well, it took me 12 hours last time I did it, so. <laughs> All um, right, there you have it. All right. Thousand registrations for the Hawkins 10K, and Dean will run 50 miles before the end of the year live on the Facebook page or group or whatever we decide. We'll have it live somewhere so that you can tune in through the day while you're at work and say, oh, yeah, Dean's still out there suffering. Yeah. But it's all for it's all for charity, right? That's right. That's right. All right. All right there out. you have it, folks. Get registered. Social media? Nope. Grocery store tabloids? Nope. The newspaper? Not usually. The national news? Are you serious? Is there any media source these days that only shares a positive message? A lot of the media we take in each day can be pretty negative. Why not make the decision right now that your music will only be positive? Sign up for an account at jradio.com today and download the app in your app store. With music for every moment and entirely positive Christian message, it'll be nice to hear things going right for a change. We are back, and if you're not tuning in on Thursday nights, you should. Um, we get a we get a fairly healthy dose of people tuning in on Thursday nights. We get a lot more people that it's recorded, it's on Facebook, so you can yeah. always go back and watch it later, and that's fine. But the beauty of being there live on Thursday night is that you can ask questions, yeah. and it is interactive, and it is fun. Um, and so we, we, we'd love for you to to tune in. We're um, by the time this comes out, we're, I'm in the middle of kind of a series talking about different injuries. So each week I'm going to talk about a different injury. So what is the strangest question you've ever been asked? Does anything running, stick out? Running related? No, just any question. And, uh, on on live. Oh, on the on live. Uh, I don't I, – you know me. I can't remember what I did yesterday. So <laughs> it would be – I didn't know if anybody ever stumped you on there. Well, I have had some questions I didn't know the answer to for sure. You had to get back. But, yeah, I mean, when people ask questions about, like, specific illnesses that somebody has, you know, or maybe an injury I've never even heard of, um, you know, sometimes that happens. All right. So, yeah. But I will get back to folks. And so, um, yeah. So tune in Thursday nights. It's great. Well, one thing that we – we talk about it in the 5K challenge very seriously, but sometimes I don't think we talk about this enough. I talked about it a little bit on a recent uh, Thursday night is doing too much too quickly. Mm. So, it's probably for young, for new, I shouldn't say young, for new runners, it's probably the number one cause of injury. That's right. Yeah. We see it yeah. all the time. Yeah. So I've got this kid in my neighborhood. I think I've talked about him. He's a mm-hmm. seventh grader. And he won't stop 
<laughs> he just he'll go out he'll run three times a day but you love i mean you love to see that i love to see it his passion is great and he's really excited about it and i love seeing that passion but i'm having to kind of pull him back a little bit so last week we went for a run we were going to try to run he had he'd run two and a half miles as far as he's run he was going to run three miles and he couldn't he couldn't do it his calf was hurting him really bad mm-hmm. and i said that's because you're running too much mm-hmm. and so that's what happens when you try to do too much and uh, but he has since he went out on his own and ran that three mi- <laughs> three miles uh, because it's like he felt like a failure that day and um, it's I told him it was I told him a lot of it was in the, the six inches between his ears and it is it's all there so is he gonna do cross he country figured it out. yeah he's gonna run cross country this year good as a he's, he'll be an eighth grader not a seventh grader he'll be an eighth grader yeah and so I'm excited to watch him run yeah and um, I'm excited he's he's a kid that needs yeah. he needs something to feel good about yeah. himself and um, it's, it's gonna be really good for him so yeah. but just be careful out there if I, I know sometimes you just feel really good and I, I'm guilty. I, I'm still guilty of it today mm-hmm. on a day where I feel really good and I run a little too fast. And then the next day I feel still feel good and I run fast again. And then it takes me a week yeah. to recover from those two days. But I, I try to be purposeful about it. So recently I started doing core and strength training with our college team Mm -hmm. and so they want to do it together and so we're doing it all together and i'm leading it and so um i haven't done strength training in a year (laughs) and so i told them i said the first day we're going to have to we're going to do an abbreviate we're going to do it very short we're going to do one one set of each thing and we did and of course i was sore but it was a smart i could have jumped in i could have done two sets of everything three Mm -hmm. sets i could have done that Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have been able to move the next day, and it would have been silly. I've got a similar story we're going to talk about here in a minute. Yeah, yeah we we just don't – you and I, I, I don't think we're, – we're kind of hard-headed. It's yeah. like we don't – we know what's coming, but we do it anyway Yeah, so many times. And, yeah. Just yeah. like the 50-miler that you just roped me into, I'm going to be exactly. really sore after I mean, that. exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, because yeah. just so everybody knows – I, I won't prepare for that 50 miles. Yeah. It's kind of like I, I signed up to run up 100 miles on a treadmill one time. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, and it's fun. You just got to be careful. Yeah. Just got to be careful. Yeah. All right. Being positive or negative, no matter what you think, it is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week's story is about the difference between being positive and being negative. And Rhonda Williams sent in several stories, and this is another one of Rhonda Williams' stories. She's always so good with these. Um, and it's called Negative or Positive. I have had a difficult time with my training this year. I spent the first four months of the year sick. Three different illnesses back to back, and one of them lasted nine weeks. So I'm at a... I'm, I am starting my triathlon training later than usual. I was able to run and bike, but not as much as usual, and pushing myself was out of the question. Four weeks ago, I finally started to feel normal and was able to kick it up a notch. Wow, it feels great to be able to push myself again. Although I was back to normal four weeks ago, today was my first day back in the pool and my swim was harder than I was expecting it to be. The first lap was okay, but the next few were tough. My arms were sore, and I felt out of shape and out of breath. Of course, my mind immediately went to the negative. I should have started three weeks ago. I'm out of shape. I'm way behind. I'm not going to be ready for my first triathlon of the summer. Stop it. 
Just stop it, I said to myself. You know that negative thoughts will not help you. They'll just hold you back. So I decided to count my blessings instead. Once I started listing them, I realized I had quite a few reasons to be thankful. First, I had the opportunity to go to the pool that day. Nothing was stopping me. I had a swimsuit that actually fit. Having picked a, packed on a few uh, a few pandemic pounds, that was a real concern. When I arrived at the Y, I discovered that I had not forgotten anything, a real possibility, since I haven't been in the pool in several months. There was a lane available. I wouldn't have to wait, and I wouldn't have to share. I also reminded myself that just like with running, the first few minutes are the hardest. So I settled in, determined to do whatever I could, and just be grateful that I could swim at all. And just like with running, I started to feel better after the first several laps and actually felt strong when I finished. I left the Y feeling satisfied with my workout, hopeful about my races, and humble and grateful that God cares about my training and gives me what I need to get through each workout. He's the one who gave me the ability to do what I do, and he expects me to use it to glorify him. So, of course, he's with me every step and every stroke. So now I'm looking forward to my race. Changing how I thought my diff how I thought my difficult workout and drawing from his strength instead of focusing on my weaknesses uh, changed my whole outlook. And I went from feeling defeated to victorious. There's a saying among runners, the first mile is a liar. That first mile or first several laps in the pool is the hardest of the entire workout and can make you feel like it's pointless to continue. You should just give up and go home. If you've been running for any time at all, you know that if you just stick with it, you'll start to feel better, stronger, and you will finish feeling accomplished. The key is to just keep going, relying on God to provide the strength you need, one step, one stroke at a time. That first mile is a liar, and so is Satan. He is constantly whispering in my ear, you're not good enough, smart enough, strong enough. You can't do it. Just give up and go home. Too many times in the past, I have fallen for his lies, but not today. Today, I whispered back, just watch me. <laughs> Man, Rhonda always knocks it out of the park. <laughs> she does. I love this her stories. This is a great story, but I've, I've got to disagree with Rhonda in one instance. Yeah. So, you know, I'm an old triathlete, but I haven't I haven't swam in a few years now. And uh, this coming weekend, uh, Lane and now Landon, just out of the blue, <laughs> I have decided there Lane was planning to do the Chattanooga Waterfront triathlon it's an olympic distance it's gonna be his first olympic distance and uh you know he rarely races triathlon around here so we thought we'll go up my brother has a boat and we went up to the tennessee river and lane wanted to swim the course a few times it's 1500 meter course and he wanted to swim it three times and uh, you know like every father and son we got to smack talking a little bit and you know me li- reliving my glory days of swimming um he said, well, I'll, I'll give you a head start and we'll race. I said, you're on. <laughs> no biggie, right? Yeah. Swimming's like riding a bike. Yeah. I said, he said, I'll give you 300-meter head start. And I'm thinking, That's no I problem. I know I, I can, can beat him. I mean, 1,200 meters, you know, it can't be that hard. <laughs> so we go up there. 
I first of all, I let him do his first two sets, and I'm going to race him on his last set. So he's already got 3,000 meters under his belt. I'm going to get a 300-meter head start. No biggie. So we drop him off, and then we pull forward about 300 meters, and I jump in. And Dean, <laughs> I started swimming. And unlike Rhonda, I mean, my stroke was there. It felt like I had never stopped swimming. I was thinking, I'm going to kill him. He, There's no way he's going to catch me. You're going to beat him by laps. I'm just, I mean, and for two or three or five or ten minutes, I don't even know what it was. I felt like I had never stopped swimming until I didn't. It's like all of a sudden my lungs were gone. Yeah. It's like I didn't have lungs in my body all of a sudden. <laughs> my stroke was there, but I couldn't get my arms to move. I'm, I'm kind of quasi-panicking, not not of drowning, but I'm like, I'm in trouble here. You know, <laughs> I can see the boat, My you know, my brother and his wife and Holly. By the way, Landon jumped into race two. Landon has swam as much as I have in the past three or four years. Yeah. And so, but he signed up to do this race, typical Landon. So I'm, I can see Landon, and I rolled over at one point. This was my mistake. I rolled over at one point, and I could see Lane was like 50 yards behind me. Oh. This, is, this isn't 500 yards into the swim. Oh, no. I mean, Lane has already caught me, and I'm panicking. <laughs> and I see Landon going ahead of me, and so Landon's passed me. And then I, was, I flipped back over, and I'm trying to beat water, and I see Lane just start to cruise by me i mean he's like it's like a speedboat i'm swimming but he's just it's like i'm sitting still and i thought well i'm gonna catch up to him and grab his leg and you know pull him back yeah, and start yeah. horse i couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get i couldn't even get two strokes out at a fast pace and i just rolled over and threw my hand up in the air and i was like y'all come pick me up <laughs> so yeah I Humble mean, pie. for i was complete opposite of Rhonda's store here yeah that first few minutes i was like man i got this yeah but then reality showed up age not being in the water for a few years at all just i felt like you that day yeah that first time you got in the tennessee river yeah i felt that i was like i'm about to drown out here (laughs) and uh so yeah you got to know your limits yes you know we we throw these we accept these challenges. You just accepted to run 50 miles. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think you and I, we don't learn. Very no, easily, so. no. But, you know, there's fun in all of it. There's there a is. story. Yeah. There's a story. You know, the last time I decided the day before to run 50 miles, <laughs> you know, it was um, it's a story. Yeah. It was miserable. I've never been in a position where I couldn't break. I don't know, 14 minutes for a mile, but I was at that point. <laughs> it's helpless, isn't it? Yeah, it, feels, it really is. Like, what have I done with my life? Yeah. You start questioning everything. So, yeah, great story, Rhonda. I mean, yeah. this is a, I, I, I completely relate to it. Um, yeah, the devil's always in our ear. He's the master of lies and just trying well, to get us to mail well, it in. And it's not just the devil these days. These days, we reward people for being a victim. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, I know that sounds political. I don't want it to be. I don't mean it in a political way. We really do. And it's good that we rally around people who are struggling and are a, a, a truly a victim. But it's almost become a status symbol. Sure. And so it it almost makes us want to wallow in our misery right. and show everybody, look, I'm a victim. 
and um, that's not what God intends for us. Yeah, I think society really it it says you know I think of it in the context of of quitting something, you know, you quit that's okay, you know, whatever. But the way it should be, yeah, there's going to be times when we quit stuff. No question. I'm not discounting that at all, but it's it's what we do after. Yeah. You know, just like Rhonda was talking about, she she had it in her mind. She almost went home. And some people might have went home. But what do you do tomorrow? Do right. You get back up and you, you go at it again. And yeah. that's, that's where it's important. Just like the... Um, the Facebook post that you put up, um, I'm trying to trying to bring her name back to my head. Kim Ann. Yeah. You know, she 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 had to stop for whatever reason, but she didn't live there. Right. She she pulled That's... herself back up by her bootstraps, whatever mm-hmm. analogy you want to use, and she hit it back head on. Is yeah. it easy? No. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you never hear anybody who does that, who does pull themselves back up and, and gets back in it as soon as they can. You never hear anybody going, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Yeah. They're always glad that they did. So, yeah. What is the saying that you hear? I want to say you used it as a quote one time. You you never have a you never have a bad day if you learn or something like that. The point is yeah. it, it's okay to have – it's okay to fail. Yeah. Failure is what – is a springboard to success many times, but, but you, you, you got to turn around and get back on that springboard. Yep. Um, so. Yep. It goes, it goes to, you know, we talk about all the time, Thomas Edison's light bulb and how he failed 10,000 times trying sure. to design a light bulb. And he finally got it yeah. because he was persistent at it. And sometimes that's just what we have to do. Sure. How about some scripture? First Kings eighteen forty four through 46. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds and the wind rose. A heavy rain started falling and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. You know, I think we mentioned one time that uh, John and Peter was the first race in the Bible, but I completely forgot about Elijah here. Well, I, I got I got curious, and so I looked it up. Guess guess how far it is from Mount Carmel to Jezreel? I read fourteen miles. What did you? I read, read? a fifty k. I read fifty yeah, k. Yeah, I, I saw different numbers, so I'm not. So it could be the first half marathon. Could but be. It might be the first. Ultra, Ultra marathon. marathon, yeah. We may need to pull that up on an actual map and not rely on Google. Yeah, to tell us. So. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a uh, wow. Yeah, well, God, God clearly told Elijah, "I want you to get to Jezreel first. Yeah, and so Elijah was whatever means necessary to get there. So he he participated in the first cross country run that that we know about, first recorded one, and. uh and it, it, this takes place after the most, I think, is the most fascinating story in all the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's so many great and fantastic and amazing stories in the Bible. But this this whole thing with Elijah versus and, and God versus Baal and, mm-hmm. you know, the was that story is so classic mm-hmm. i mean especially for people like you and i we we kind of like to poke fun we like to be kind of a smart alecky you know we that's uh, i'm not that may be no unique. yeah you're not that way yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but that's kind of you know elijah's sure. like well you know why don't you just call out a little maybe he can't hear you maybe right. he's sleeping yeah you know i just love that story it's so great <laughs> um 
But uh, Elijah is a great example of somebody who listened to all the positive things for, coming from God because it would have been real easy. Can you imagine the negativeness that was around him at that time? Yeah. And I mean, he's about to. I mean, if he fails, if God fails, Elijah in this case, Elijah's dead. Yeah. And of course, he didn't. And um, what is that? We always say that's that's the picture of true boldness when you i'm trying to remember how i say it now yeah when they when you when you step out and rely on faith when you the only thing you have to fall back on is what you claim to put your faith in yeah that's boldness and elijah clearly did that here yeah that's about as bold a move as anybody ever made you're gonna die if god don't show up yeah you know we usually say we usually say do things that will fail if god don't show up well it's a lot different when you doing things that you could die yeah. If God don't show up, that's that's true boldness, right? That there. is. That is. Ephesians six twelve, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I'm always amazed at <clears throat> how many times, you know, I, I I've talked many times about we read through the Bible as a family. And, and right now we're in Romans. And last night we were in Romans 12. And Romans 12 is where it talks about uh, loving those who hate you, doing things, you know, pour, heap, heap coals on their head by loving them. And, and I think the reason for that, because that's hard to read in Romans, you're like, why? And it's because of this truth that many times our enemy, it's not the person we're dealing with. It's, it's way bigger than that person. It's... It's uh, cosmic powers. It's it's darkness. It's Satan. It's it's all of the things that are behind that person. That person is is just a puppet for right. what's really going on from a spiritual level, and that's why we're to love them as hard as that is. Um, but Paul is very clear in Romans: uh, love those people yeah. who hate you. Be nice to them. Be kind to them. Love them. But that well, is hard. so hard to do. But mm. it's because of this truth that it's it's not the person. Yeah. You know, people lash out at you. We 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 know it through Run for God because we get some of the emails and the letters and the comments on social media. It's just vile stuff sometimes. But we know that it's not that person. Yeah, there's something else going on there that's much bigger than that person. What a great way to put it. And, you know, this has a great parallel with running as well, because very often the problem with our running is not physical. Mm. The problem with our running is mostly Most mental. often not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, this morning was a good example. So I'm doing this 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 workout with these ladies. The first couple of push-ups I did, oh, man, they hurt because I'm still sore from the, the last ones we did. Uh, but, you know, after I kept doing them, I felt a lot better, and that's the way a lot of this feels like. But what we what we tend to do is our mind tells us that first one, we're like, oh, I, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm too sore. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is I can work through that. But very often, you know, this whole idea, this is kind of off the subject, I think, a little bit. But a lot of times we talk about listening to our body. And listening to our body is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, please don't hear me say anything el- other than that. But very often – we use listen to our body as an excuse mm-hmm. not to push through things too. And um, because a lot of times it's our mind and our mind tells us something that's just not true. So I'm going to throw my two boys under the bus for just a minute. 
because I've told them when you came in earlier to ask you about this, and I think they might have already been gone. They did a tempo run today, and you you know how Lane is. He hates the track. He does not like to do tempo runs on the track. I love doing t- tempo runs on the track because the watches that there's it's each lap. What is it? Yep. Is it right? Is it wrong? Are you slow? Are you fast? It's it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Well, Lane loves to go to Cahutta up in your neck of the woods. And he wanted to go up there this morning to do a tempo run. They were going to do two-mile warm-up, four-mile tempo, two-mile cool-down. <laughs> and they come back, and, you know, as coach, first thing we said was, well, how'd it go? Yeah. It went all right. So what well, does that mean? And both of them, both of them, and I mean, the stars must have been aligned. You know, everything just person. They said, well, our watches are off today. <laughs> I said, What? Yeah, something must be weird up there because we we weren't quite hitting our times. I said, really? (laughs) And he said, yeah, our watches must have been off. And I said, well, I said, that just makes the case for doing a tempo run on the track because, you know, if your GPS isn't working, the stopwatch is still working when you you make each time. And they said, we knew you were going to say that. It's just something was wrong with our watches. I said, it could be. Both watches. It could be that y'all were just running slow no no that wasn't it i said well i'll tell you what dean's gonna be here in a little while why don't you ask dean about it no i don't think we're gonna do that (laughs) so when we get done here you you need to go yell at lane and say hey man i think you might need a new watch do you need a new watch do i need to go buy you one is your watch off whatever but uh well, I will say this, and I know you're not going to Don't believe, justify it, Dean. I, I, well, I'm not completely justifying it. I will say this, though. There is one particular spot on that road, the very road they ran on, where there does seem to be something fishy about the way GPS registers that spot. Because I will be running it, let's say- 30 I'm, seconds fishy? 30 seconds per mile? Yeah. For one mile, possibly. The first but not, mile? But not for, how? how what was their warm-up? They did a two-mile warm-up, four-mile tempo, two-mile. It would have been in their second mile. So it wouldn't have been their first mile. It would have been their second mile. That would have been been the struggle. So if their second mile was significantly slower than their first, third, and fourth were good, then I would say I'll I'll buy that. But I don't buy it. I'm not letting them off. Nope. (laughs) Nope, Dean. (laughs) Well, the, the, the bottom line is um, a lot of the things that we go through are mental. And in this case, sure. I'm, I'm sure there's a good portion of that that is that Well, is let mental. me get back to the point. The point of all that to say is that, you know, when you're on the track, it is what it is. Each lap is what it is. So there's, there's only— You can't justify it in one the reason. Of it. There's one reason yep. that the time ain't right, and it's—you're running slow. But you get out there— because I, I, I think in hard runs, you need to do everything you can to take all variables out. I agree. Because it's hard enough right. to think about the run. But when you're out there and your mind starts justifying, well, my watch must be off. Well, it goes from I might be running slow to my watch is wrong. Yep. And I, Lane and Landon are not those type. They don't constantly blame things, but it's just natural. It I, is. Well, our, our, my watch must be wrong. Yeah. And it's okay. Where if you're on the track, mm, we take that away from you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, try to, especially in hard hard efforts, you want to try to take away every outside variable that could pose itself as an excuse. You want to take that out of the yeah. picture. Yeah, and that's why I do. 
I do all my te- well I say all I do most of my tempo runs on the track for that very reason yeah. because I like it I like being able to check every lap to sure. see where I am so that I know if I'm slowing down from one lap to the next I actually push the lap button on my watch every time I go because the, the purpose lap. of a tempo run is to stay that's right. perfectly even yep yeah yeah and 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 typically on most of my tempo runs I will my my each lap will vary no more than three seconds three at seconds, the very yeah. most yeah first peter 5 8 be sober be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour and that's the reason why we have to stay positive because satan is intent mm-hmm. on making us negative um <laughs> but i the one thing about this verse that i always like to point out is that it says that your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion mm-hmm. he's trying to deceive us into believing that he's more powerful and be- and and bigger and nastier and meaner than he is right. he's not and uh, that's where being positive comes in because once you once you realize once you hit that realization it's a lot easier to resist the things that he's got in front of you yeah but we we also have to understand that the devil is he is powerful he is crafty he's the father of lies you know i I think this is why i've said on this podcast before and it it kind of takes people off guard it took me off guard the first time he said it but my pastor charlie he made the comment one time to me he said i will never make the statement i will never cheat on my wife because that that kind of takes that kind of takes your guard down Mm -hmm. and it's like challenging the devil Exactly. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that he, if we slip up, the devil has the power to make that happen. Mm-hmm. He has, he doesn't have the, he has the craftiness to put us into situations that would allow that to happen. And we, we need to be sober minded. We need to be watchful. We need to be sober minded literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's when we are not in control of our, when we don't have control of our thoughts, that's when the devil can sleep in, sneak in the quickest. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's this is such a powerful verse that we kind of skim over sometimes, but it's it's true. We have to constantly be on guard, knowing that things can happen, and we need to be watching out for it. You know, if I if I made the comment. <laughs> No one's ever going to break in my house. I'm just going to leave all the doors unlocked and and put a sign out front that says, uh, nobody's ever going to break in my house. The the doors are unlocked all the time. Well, guess what's probably going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Somebody's probably going to break in. But we're we're vigilant about our homes. We need to be the same, have the same vigilance about our heart, our mind, our eyes, everything. We need to have that same vigilance. What a, what a great example. Yeah. The other thing about this, the part of this verse that's very, very true, is that Satan does devour people. Sure. I mean, we just talked about, you said just a few minutes ago, that when people are acting a certain way that is anti-biblical, it's not them. Right. It's it's Satan, and they're, they're a puppet for that. And, sure. Um, so we, we have to, that's why being sober mm-hmm. is so important, is being um, always on alert. That that is coming, just, right. just like you say. Question: Does your mind automatically go negative when faced with a tough workout or other adversity in your day? Do you turn it into a positive though, or a positive thought instead? 
I I try to turn things positive. I really work on on trying to be positive, I, and sometimes even to a fault. I know yeah. sometimes sometimes like some of the athletes that I coach, I really need to be more direct with you know you just gave up rather than <laughs> well you know it's hot today yeah you know um some, sometimes you need that but but i'm always looking for a reason to be positive yeah. and i think it's way better to have that default mm. than the opposite default of yeah. everything's falling apart all the time because yeah. if you're chicken little you're probably not gonna be a good runner yeah <laughs> well i mean what what Rhonda said in in her story is, is so true it's your whole countenance changes when you start to look at because you can look at the positive and negative in any situation i just had a a conversation just a few days ago that that works with us on the on the construction side and you know it's on that job site down there it's pretty crazy right now i mean everybody's all over each other there's constantly something is wrong somewhere when when you got that many people out there and one of our guys was like man this is I just don't know how much longer I can do this. I mean, the stress level is high. You know, there's a lot of deadlines. And, and I, I said, Donnie, I said, just think back to 2008, yeah. 2009. Yeah. A lot of us were sitting at home wondering how we're going to make it. I said, it's crazy out here. But harness that. I mean, be excited about that. I mean, yeah. there's you, you can look at stressful, insanely busy times. You can let them crush you or you can rise to them and say, this isn't 2008 2009 you know we were sitting at home wondering if we were ever going to get to work again and now we got you know all that we can handle right now we need to be thankful for that yeah Uh, you can be you can you can be stressed and thankful at the same time but many times when you're thankful it tends to melt that stress away a little bit yeah yeah i was having a conversation with somebody the other day kind of along those lines that they were talking about how hot it was and i didn't have a i didn't run in the morning so i was gonna have to run in the evening when it was hot and you know it's i don't know the real field temperature is like 105 it's, it's hot out and their thought was oh i could never do that and my thought was that's extra resistance mm-hmm. it's good for me that will actually help me become a better runner Four you know, altitude people <laughs> yeah people move to boulder colorado to train because it's at altitude and that's yeah. just like it's it's a different stimulus than the heat and humidity but it's basically just putting your body under extra stress sure. and you're doing it on purpose yeah, yeah. so why wouldn't we be excited about right. the idea that okay i'm going to run in this heat and humidity and it's going to make me stronger yeah. and it's called am i got to slow down yeah i'm gonna slow down a little bit but it's good it's good <laughs> i think that's just the way we should look at it at all things the problem is that the world is telling us that it's cool to complain about things you know how many people do we know that that's it's every time you see them mm-hmm. it's a complaint about mm-hmm. something and um you know, you just at some point in time, you just got to you got to go, OK, it is what it is. And move on. I was just talking with yesterday a, a friend of ours who um, um, uh, Bill Richards, mm-hmm. he's been struggling with some physical things sure. here lately. And uh, I didn't realize that he was going through some of the things that he's going through. And I talked to him yesterday and his attitude, you know, Bill, yeah. he's been through a lot. He has a lot of issues, but. Typically, you would never know it. I've never heard him complain a yeah. single time yeah. about it, about any of it. Um, yeah. You know, he'll talk about it, and if you ask him about it, he's glad to share. He would love to have the opportunity to run in a hundred and five heat index. Hundred, that's absolutely right. He would love that opportunity. Yeah, he don't have it. That's right. And we need to learn from that. 
Yeah. We need to learn from that. Yeah. That yeah. We've got it good. Most we of do. us, almost every one of us listening has it great compared to all of us have it great compared to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. But and another thing that I, I think about in relation to all this is the the world is, is busy telling us that everything is unsafe. Mm-hmm. Too, and uh, heat's one of those things. Now, do you have to be careful in the heat? You sure you do. Sure, but people aren't dropping dead from running in the heat. Mm-mm. I mean, it's just not. It's not happening. Now, does it happen? Has it happened? It's happened, but yeah, it's it's. We're, we're not going to die because it's. It, but we tend to we tend to believe the people who are so sensational. Yeah, about those things, and we got to be careful with that, and, and look on the more positive side, and that. That's how it starts is just looking at it as an opportunity rather than a bad thing. Another question. What lie is the devil whispering in your ear? My way is easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. That's a general. Yeah. I mean, it's usually. And when you think about things that the devil often lures us into, at first it seems easier. And you're, you know, many times we're just tired and we're like, and we settle for those things. I mean, a, a sin can be settling at many times, um, but it's never easier in the long run. Yeah. Following, following what he's hanging over your head and, and trying to get you to buy that. It, it may be easy in the moment, but it's never easy in the long run. Yeah. I think about this too, because we think about the, the devil whispering lies, but sometimes what he does is he takes some truth and he plays that truth up really big, right? So um, he, he'll take this little thing, you know, and he'll say, you know, Dean, you sure are getting old. Mm-hmm. You know, you should probably just kind of, you know, start taking it easy because you're, you're getting old. Running this heat's probably really bad for you. You probably shouldn't do that because mm-hmm. you, you're you not a spring chicken anymore. And, and I could listen to all that and internalize it and, 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 and justify it. And justify it. But. Um, but I need to do something different than sure. that for sure. Um, you know, or maybe it's somebody who's out there who uh, y- you've been trying to lose weight and you've had trouble your whole life with trying to do that. And you get a setback and you go, oh, well, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't let that happen. Fight back against that. Just like in the, the, the story. Yeah, we're look t- at what Rhonda did. But, okay. Well, Rhonda and the, the Facebook yeah. post from this week right. as well. Uh, Kim Ann. It, it's all about at some point in time, you just got to like Elijah. <laughs> picked up, enough. Elijah picked up his cloak and stuck it in his belt and said, time to go. Yep. You know, and sometimes that's what we got to do. Choose to be positive. Last question. Starting your day each morning by listening by listing. Excuse me. Start your day each morning by listing three things you have to be grateful for can make an amazing difference in how you approach your day. List three blessings here. I'm glad she posed this question because I've, you know, you hear people say list things you're thankful for. And I I don't know that I've ever really done that. Put them down in writing. And so I did that here. And man, I just, I I found myself almost becoming a a Baptist preacher right here. (laughs) At least my pastor, you know, everything has to start with the same letter and all that. And when I, when I put these out, I really didn't think about it when I did it. And I looked, and I was like, whoa, those all have the same letter. But it was the comfort of my salvation. That's I'm thankful for that. Right. The closeness of my family yeah. and the character of my friends. So everything started with a C. But 
I really sat and thought about the last one, the character of my friends. You and I both have a wide range of of friends, and I I think I have saved friends, I have lost friends, I have loud friends, I have quiet friends, and I I really got to thinking about that that item that I'm thankful for that all of those different personalities and characteristics help make up who we are mm-hmm. the variety of of i don't know i just thought that was a i, I love that question and i've never done that so thanks Rhonda. I've, I've never actually put that down in a so that's my my three well i didn't write down three i guess i should have but well, uh, uh, but th- you know there's so many things that come to mind when when you think about the things that you're thankful for mm-hmm. and um but i you know I, mine would be very similar uh to yours um you know i'm I, I tell you, I'm thankful for a wife that's so tough. Um, you know, kind of like Bill, we were just talking about. She's mm-hmm. been through a lot, and when you talk to her about it, she's the answers never complain. I've never heard Debbie complain. No, she gets tired and it gets hard yeah. sometimes, and you can see it on her. And yeah, um, but out in, out in public, mm-mm, no, you never see it. And she uh, she's just so. I mean, her her answer to everything is God's got a plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just that's so refreshing because it helps me because some days, you know, when days get tough, I look at I look at her. I just told her just this morning. I said, sometimes I feel so guilty because I'm so healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't have any issues at all to worry about. And she's like, everybody's got something. Mm-hmm. And she's right. right. And uh, uh, we just but back to the whole positive, negative thing. If we can be positive about whatever those things are. Um, being thankful for the great things that we do have and and not being negative about the things and we don't have. looking for the good. I mean, De- Debbie, good. one thing I can say about Debbie, or at least my perception of Debbie, is she's always looking for the good Yeah. in whatever situation she's in, and we can all learn from that. For sure. At Run For God, we care about more than just your exercise. We care about your relationship with God, and we believe that the music you listen to while you run can help you build your relationship with God. That's why we partner with J Radio. J Radio offers a variety of positive and Christian playlists to listen to while you run. You can find a playlist that I put together on the Run For God station at J Radio. All right, we're back. And I, you know, I saw a post the other day about overhyped foods. There's a bunch of those. Yeah. Are there any? Are there any that you can think of off the top of your head that's like, you know, I, yeah, I don't understand the big deal. Butternut squash one. and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> we could do without those. Yeah, well, we could do without them, but they're not necessarily overhyped. I mean, is there anybody out there going butternut squash is the greatest? Well, thing I mean, in the they world? make it. They make it like it's. I don't know. You like a menu sometimes you'll see. It's like it's gourmet because you're eating <laughs> butternut squash. I'm like, no, it's gross. Yeah. Brussels sprouts are gross. But, I don't But people, yeah, people like yeah, them. I, yeah. My wife loves them roasted and smell the whole house up. And I'm like, please cook those outside. Somehow build a fire, cook them outside because that is disgusting. <laughs> well, I have to admit, for me, and this is going to sound blasphemous. I don't understand the obsession over coffee. I've never liked coffee. I, I, I don't like don't the either. smell you of would, coffee. You, that probably surprises you. Yeah, because I'm a I'm a give me Kirkland's Costco brand K cup, and that's what I drink every morning. Now, 
Lane and Holly, they love all the designer coffees. I don't get it. Coffee's coffee. But I don't I mean, like any coffee. Well, yeah, you're weird in that way. Yeah. I mean, that's you're, what I'm saying you're a is. Tea guy. And people are so obsessed over coffee. Yeah. I it's mean, big so, business now. Yeah. It really Huge is. Huge business now. It, yeah. But yeah, I'm the. I'm the 29-cent K-Cup coffee drinker. Yeah. Well, I bring it up because, you know, I've been on this plant-based diet now for right at two years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it it's going great. I, I'm a little looser at it than I used to be. Uh, I, I, I will. This past weekend, I ate um, hamburgers and hot dogs at my son's house. He had us over for Father's Day. And um, so I eat whatever's there. Sure. And uh, But, you know, I felt terrible. And you know, this is probably TMI. I don't know if I should share this on here or not, but uh, I can tell how bad whatever I'm eating is based on how many times I have to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom. Hmm. If I eat food that's bad for me, it causes a lot of inflammation in my body, and I've got to get up every hour or two to go to the bathroom. Hmm. If I eat food that's really good for me, I'll sleep through the night. Really? It's it, it's really, I never, I put those two together just recently. Um, and that's because, you know, they talk a lot about, you know, there's a lot about as you get older, you know, you, you prostate sure. issues and things like that. And you wind up having to get up. Well, I wonder if a lot of it is just, it's just the diet. accumulation of, yeah. of a poor diet over many years that causes all that rather than just the fact you're getting older. Well, yeah, so. I think anything that causes inflammation causes irritation to the bowels which is is what call i mean yeah when you're when your bowels get irritated that's what causes the urge to go to the restroom so yeah, yeah. I, I can see that i can connect those dots yeah for sure well i have found that from a plant-based diet standpoint it's funny how you know how many how many hours do you spend smoking stuff oh a lot a lot i love it right yeah and it's good it tastes fantastic but we take plant-based foods and we don't spend any time preparing them and then we expect them to taste as good as that thing we so we spent ten hours preparing. Yeah. And it's like, if you'll spend a little bit more time being a little more a little bit more creative, I have found with uh, a plant based diet, a plant based diet can taste pretty good oh, yeah. if you're if I you're mean, you can, careful with it. I, I don't I don't like you know, the go to is boiled vegetables or something like that. But you can take a platter of vegetables, you know, cucumbers not cucumbers zucchini squash broccoli not brussels sprouts uh and and you can take those and put them on the smoker yeah put some olive oil on them and some red wine vinaigrette or something and and put those on the smoker and man i mean they're yeah you get them a little bit crispy yeah and uh yeah you can do that but yeah i just i would rather have a slab of something on there than <laughs> slab of vegetables. I get it. Vegetables uh, are a side. They're not uh, a main course. I, I get it. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's all, I think we all have different palates and we all have different things that we like. Yeah. You know, I always think about cilantro. <laughs> you know, cilantro, because the truth is with cilantro, there seems to be this thing where it tastes really bad to some people and you tastes really good to others. Yeah, yeah. And, and so there's a, a it's some kind of a gene that we have that makes cilantro taste it tastes like dirty dishwater to me. That's yeah. what I think yeah. cilantro tastes like. Yeah, I can pick out a tiny piece. Yes, and a whole bowl of salsa. Yeah, if it's got it, if the salsa's got it in it, I know it. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. All right, it is a time for Dean's thoughts, and that's a time when I share something that I've written about the intersection between running and faith. 
So we just talked about Star Trek. You're not a big Star Trek fan, obviously, since you've never seen it. Nope. Well, they used to use a phrase uh, all the time. They used to talk about shields up. Shields, that's like a force field around the spaceship, right? And so uh, this one is called Shields Up. If you're a science fiction fan, you've heard the phrase shields up many times. In any movie or show with a spaceship, chances are there are many dangerous adversaries around it, and a shield provides protection from them. In the case of a sci-fi movie, the shield is usually an unseen shell around whatever is being protected. We have, we have probably all seen a movie or show where the failure of the shield was so important that it was the focus of the plot. Shields have always been an important part of sci-fi movies and shows. In biblical times, soldiers carried shields to protect themselves from dangerous arrows, rocks, or any other implements of warfare. There were many types of shields from small to large used for important protection. You could go into battle without a shield, but the risk to your well-being was obvious. Soldiers would never go into battle without some sort of protection along with their weapon. Shields were an integral part of a soldier's gear. Or think about this illustration. A four-year-old child is out with his parents, and a stranger comes up to him and asks a question. What's the response from a child in this case? Well, he gets behind one of his parents to use them as a shield of protection from the person he doesn't know. There are many examples of shields in our world. So what does a runner's shield look like? What do, what do we do to protect ourselves from the potentially bad things that can happen to us? I would say that our shields come in many forms. First, what are the elements that we need protection from? There are some immediate dangers like cars traveling in the, on the same road that we're running. In that case, our shield is running against traffic and keeping our eyes up as cars approach. Or an even better shield is running on trails or in parks where there are no potential interactions with cars. That's an obvious application, but there are some others we don't think about too much. There are shields we can employ against running injuries. For example, stretching keeps your muscles long and loose and provides protection for muscle strains. Sleeping well allows our bodies to recover better before we go out and run again. Focusing on running form allows the body to perform at a better efficiency and keeps us from ranges of motion that can cause injury. Fueling your body well with the right mix of nutrients gets us to our optimum weight and ensures the body functions efficiently. I could go on and on with example after example, but you get the idea. It's all, a li- it's all the little things. There are many things we can do to protect ourselves from injury. As part of the whole armor of God, Ephesians chapter 6 tells us that we are to take up the shield of faith. The shield of faith is the first line of defense against our enemy who is prowling around like a lion seeking someone to devour, as Peter illustrated. The Bible tells us that the shield of faith can extinguish the flaming arrows of our enemy. Our faith is used to protect us from the whims of the day. When we are exposed to anti-biblical things, it is our faith used as a shield that allows us to stand firm in what we believe. We don't have to retreat because our shield of faith protects us from outside influence. The next time you question whether taking time to stretch is important or you're tempted to get less sleep so that you can stay up late to watch a show that you really don't need, think of this illustration of a shield and protect yourself from the things that can harm you. Shields are intentionally used to provide protection. Why should you leave your fitness up to the weapons all around you that would do you harm? 
Get your shields up today and protect yourself. And always, always, always carry with you your shield of faith so that you can extinguish the many flaming arrows coming at us from all directions in today's world. Be intentional in your defense and watch the flaming arrows fall harmlessly to the ground. Wow. It's a great illustration, Dean. It's so true. I like the the concept of the flaming arrows, but I think the the scary thing today is it's 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 not the big flaming arrows that'll get us. Yeah, it's the little ones that they try to shoot under that shield. Yeah, that, that creep into our families, our faith, our kids' eyes. You know, it's it's all the little things that it seems like society's doing now because they many times they figure out we well, we can't shoot that big arrow and change you, but we can do the the little things and it's it's why we can't we can't it's so important that as believers and christians we can't settle mm-hmm. even on the smallest things we we have to we have to stand firm and many times that looks like old-fashioned or legalistic or whatever but it's it's important because if, if it's a slippery slope yeah. you, you step one step over that edge and that's when things get slick and before you know it, you're away from the faith, out of church, and and your life's miserable. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, this was a, a great illustration of that. Yeah, something that this is what kind of struck struck me. This is where I heard that they're, they're, they used to have this formation in uh, in Roman times. It was called a testudo. And this testudo, I think, I think it stands for turtle. And basically what happens is the people on the front line of a group – have their their shields perpendicular to the ground mm-hmm. and then the people behind them have their shields overhead mm-hmm. so that the entire group is is all protected they have this one big shell around them and i think about shields from a standpoint of i'm to protect you and you're to protect me we do that in different ways mm-hmm. one of those is to call call each other out you know when when we're doing something and we're he- headed in the wrong direction and a good friend of ours we see them headed in that direction it's important mm-hmm. for us to go hey hey you know that's that's not you mm-hmm. that's and and you know and and i think that our churches provide that protection the people in our churches it's that's why i think that being around a, a body of believers is so important because yeah. it's you you're not only using your own shield but you're becoming even more protected by using the shields of the people around you as well. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Mm, great story. Uh, yeah. The, there are a couple of, um, you know, it's hard to know where to to kind of draw the line. When I think about it from a running standpoint, there's so many things that you can do. You know, there's, I mean, a gazillion we say things. all the things. Yeah. Do, the- but do I take an ice bath every day? Sure. Well, no, you don't take an ice bath every day. But how many times is the right number? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, a lot of times, when I, when I think about uh, and I talk with other athletes about doing all of these things is what's the right amount mm-hmm. of protection, of shield that we need? Because the truth is, you know, when a soldier goes into battle, if they've got a shield that's too unwieldy and too big, it ain't going to do them any good. Right. So it's too um, cumbersome. Yeah. So we've we've got to we we got to think about that from that standpoint too. So there's a couple of determining factors I think. Um, first, how much time do you have, and then how much do you need that protection in general? So, in the case of the ice bath, 
I don't need an ice bath very often, but every once in a while is good. So when would I do it? I would do it. I would do it. You know, the day after a long run or the 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 day of a long run mm-hmm. is a good good time for me that I found. Um, but you got to figure all that stuff out. Well, you talked earlier about you know listening to your body, and I think yeah. from a, from a running standpoint, many times our body will tell us when yeah. we need this. Like in case of a instance of an ice bath, you know, I know Lane, his body kind of tells him, "Hey, I I need to do this today," or yeah. "I need to." Uh, roll or I need to do your body kind of tells you that but on the on the flip side with our our walk with Christ many times that's in the form of conviction you know or and I talked about settling and I I think about you know TV shows nowadays Um, and I'm I'm gonna sound really old-fashioned here but I, I do think they've gotten worse and I think you know a lot of times Holly and I will be watching a TV show and and something will come on and I'll feel that conviction you know yeah. that the scene pops up, and it seems like it's happening more and more nowadays. But the the scene pops up that it's just completely inappropriate, yeah. And it goes against everything we believe. I, I try to make it a point that as soon as I feel that conviction, turn it off and mm-hmm. don't ever go back to that show. Um, now that's dwindled down our options through the years, yeah. But I think that that is one place as a society that they're they're shooting the arrows under the shields i think you're right it's it's innocent i mean it's just a tv show it's in our homes it's not hurting anybody yes it is yeah you know the the our our eyes are the interest to our souls and yeah you just listen to the holy spirit in those times because it's it is easy to say oh it's no big deal right well if you make that comment then something's prompted you opposite that comment that's true you know yeah that's and, true and you're, you're defending it in some way and and just we need to be realistic with ourselves and knowing that because i've done the same thing i've mm. i've i've i have stopped watching tv shows that i love to watch they yeah. were great shows they were entertaining and but they've they've got an angle that doesn't jihad with my walk with christ and jihad is a technical word yeah um and <laughs> a southern we, technical word. right and but we we have to be honest with ourselves and say if we're getting defensive wow it's no big deal it's just a tv we're probably too far <laughs> we are we yeah. need to turn it off yeah. or, or walk away or or whatever remove ourselves from that situation because god is clearly telling you something yeah yeah, and the best way to figure out what we should do and where we should go, get out your Bible mm-hmm. and really study Ephesians 6. Mm-hmm. And uh, Because there's so much of this is in our mind. Now, whether you watch that, I mean, it's a physical thing to watch the show, but it's what's happening in your mind mm-hmm. that's the problem. And uh, and that's where we, we tend to think that, well, I, I can reject that physically. I can reject that scene. It's, I'm not... I'm taking that scene, that part of that that show out, and I'm just not paying any attention to it. I'm not giving it any credit for whatever, whatever it's doing. And, and that's just but not it, the case. That's just a lie yeah. from the devil, right? That's yeah. like that first mile. It, it, before you know it, that'll be normal. Yeah, that's right. And that's 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 what's happening to our world today is we're normalizing all this stuff. And the and the evil side is is getting more and more bold about it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's causing this to happen more rapidly than I've ever seen it. Um, it just, that's the truth. And that's true. And I, I remember when I was a kid, you would never, ever, ever hear a curse word 
on a television mm. ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just wasn't even thought about. And now you hear it all the time. It's normal. It's, it's, it's normal. normal. And that happened over time, a little bit at a time, letting in a word here and a word there. And I'm not saying that, you know, if I know people who are good people who use language that I, I don't use, but um, but it's not a it's not a wholesome thing. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for it. There's right. not a good reason for it. And so um, that's the way that's the way it works. It get it's over time. Yeah. And it just wears us down. Right. So. Yep, that's we we got to be careful. Definitely got to be careful about staying away from those things and keeping our shields up. And as Ephesians six calls it, our shield of faith is what will protect us. Good word, Dean. Do you struggle with motivation to exercise? Are you looking for something that will challenge you and inspire and motivate you? The Run for God Run Club is just what you need to get off the couch and on your way to a fitter, healthier you. Stop trying to get into better shape and do it. With the help and inspiration of thousands of others who are going through the same challenges you face. Whether you're participating in the Couch to Marathon Challenge or just looking for a daily pick-me-up to get active, join the Run for God Run Club today. You can join for as little as 27 cents a day. So what are you waiting for? Get started today at www.runforgod.com. All right, we're back. And, you know, this is the point we normally talk about some kind of professional running thing. And um, there's just not that much going on right now. But it starts. By the time this podcast comes out, we'll have the USA Championships. Mm. And so we're going to have some really important things coming up. And I'm really, really excited about it. I know that you are like on pins and needles. You've already set your recorder to record all the track and field that's going to be. I know. I know. So, But what I want to know about, let's just move on past that. I want to know about this kid that ran six miles a week and it was trying to break the 800 world record or whatever. How did that go? I I really don't even know. He he has missed the national high school record. It's a high school record. Yes. Okay. He has missed the national high school record now two times by a total of eight hundredths of a second. <laughs> he he got closer. I love this kid. And I don't even know him. He missed it by like three hundredths of a second. Yeah. And uh, and unfortunately. Uh, probably had the race been a little bit had they executed the race better he would have broken it because there was like a guy trying to keep up with him and made him run a little extra distance and stuff which hey this is it's a high school championship race that guy has every right to be out there i'm not saying it shouldn't have been that way they absolutely i love to see a kid go i know this guy's the best 800 meter runner in in the probably in on the planet right now for his age but i'm gonna try to hang with him Mm -hmm. i love that attitude so um but that to the truth be told um he, he probably he has the ability to do sure. it so yeah a lot of stuff going on um we got uh solomon borrega uh just won a a, a 5k so he's the olympic 10k champion and he just won this fight he's he's running fantastic and ethiopia won't let him run both races because Ethiopia does not allow anybody to double. Really? Isn't that crazy? Why? What is the reason? I don't know. I guess they feel like it's more opportunity for more people. Uh, mm. But you would think they would be focused on we got best need to runners. Bring the bring the medals home for our for yeah. Ethiopia. 
Uh, of course, they're good enough that they can probably still do that in, yeah. in a lot of cases. But uh, but you, you want to, you know, when you have a world championship, you want to have the best in every event. It makes it so much better to watch. So, uh, yeah. And right now, a lot of the the best runners in the world, a lot of them are really coming. To, it's going to be, this is going to be a really cool season of track and field over the next month and a half. So mm-hmm. if you're not a track and field fan, um, now is a great time to check it out because, like I said, by the t- by the time this comes out, U- USA Nationals is is going to be over, but the World Championships are coming up soon, and uh, it's just a it's a great time to to watch it. Um, the two hundred meters, for whatever reason, normally the United States is really good at the hundred meters, and we we still are. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have got so many two hundred meter runners. I think we have I think it's eight out of the top ten times in the world right now are Americans. Is that in, what Didi Trotter was? Was she, was she two hundred meter runner? You mean you talking Didi Trotter? She was a four hundred meter runner. She was a four hundred meter runner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think I think Americans are poised to jump back on top of the world this year in the, in yeah. some of these sprints, which is good because if you remember, we the men won no gold medals Mm-mm. last Olympics, yeah. which was really different. That's had never happened before. Um, but I, I'm 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 afraid that we're getting further and further behind in distance events. We've had some good, you know, we had Galen Rupp did really well, 5K, 10K, not long ago. You had um, um, the guy with the funny name that won <laughs> and, and has a father who was a 5K champion uh, that ran the, the 1500 that was so good. Uh, but we're, I don't know that we have anybody that's going to medal in a distance event. I think we got some that could possibly, but. but, but and where is the world championships? in eugene oregon oh yeah that's yeah, right. yeah. it's it's in america all this, the races year. this year basically yeah 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 so that's pretty exciting um even our women's steeplechasers are not looking good mm-hmm. right now and normally that's an event we shine in we, mm-hmm. we took first and second at world championships a few years ago yeah and um so it's going to be interesting to see what happens i haven't heard anything about chep the guy you know he's a world record holder in the five k and the ten k, and I haven't heard a word. I don't know. Really? What he, I don't know what he's doing. I'm I'm assuming he's still going to run. We'll What's see. Uh, Kip Chogi up to now? Is uh, you know, he kind of threw the the hint out there one time that he might consider going into ultra? Yeah, but any any other he hasn't word done on that? it yet? Okay, that I know of. No other uh, talks about it. He's still awfully good in the marathon. Yeah. So he's yeah. still still winning almost every marathon he enters. Yeah. Had that one falter there in in London, and other than that, he wins everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And I can't wait to watch Jakob Ingebrigtsen. Remember that name. If you if you're gonna watch the World Championships, watch Jakob Ingebrigtsen run. He's 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 interesting to to watch run. But I heard I was listening to something. Somebody talked about him recently that. Um, that they, they're not sure that Jakob Ingebrigtsen can win a race that's not really fast from the gun. And I thought about it, and I thought every race I've ever seen him run has been pressing hard from the gun. And so he ran a 346 mile this past weekend, which is the, the, the fastest mile has been run in many years. And um, he, he, there was nobody else was going to take the lead, so he just did it himself. Well, that's what he did in the in the, the Prefontaine of, Classic. Yeah, the Prefontaine Classic. He did. It, it, the rest of the field was kind of running slow, and he just—I mean, he even kind of took a shot at him after the race with yeah. his comment. He said, I, "I can't help it that people don't want to be their best." Yeah. And uh, so, what's going to be interesting is at World Championships, they're going to be the best in the world there, and they're all going to be in great shape 
for that race. And so can he do that against the best runners mm-hmm. in the world? Because he, the, the question is, we don't know what kind of kick he's got. He's never really had to use it. And so... Uh, so would it not be kind of the same people as the Prefontaine Classic? No. Because I no, felt like that was a pretty stacked field. It was, but there'll be a few more. Other, you yeah. Know, uh, yeah. The, and... and you know, a lot of people train differently. So some people really, they, they really focus on every race. They focused on pre-fontaine. Yeah, world championships, championships is where, where everybody's going to be at their best. Of course, yeah. Ingebrigtsen won the 1500 at, at uh, the Olympics. Yeah. So he beat the best in the world there. So mm. we'll see. He's young. All right, how about a trivia question for this week? There is a race in Morocco that they call the toughest race in the world. What is it called, and why is it so tough? Another one of these uh, out, out of the blue things that I'm not sure where I got that from. No, I'm but trying to figure out where you got that too. But it's an interesting. If this is the interesting, toughest race in the world. I think there's several races that have claimed that title. That's right. Yeah, yeah, including the Western states right. and the, yeah. So there's been several. The Death, the, Valley, Death Valley. Yeah, the, yeah. That they've all several have claimed it. But which is the one in Morocco that claims that's right. that title? That's yeah. exactly right. So if you know the answer to that, or if you Googled it and you found the answer to that, you can send the answer to Dean at runforgod.com um, and be the first one to answer that and you will win a run club mug. Uh, now, a couple weeks ago, we had nobody answer the trivia question. Really? That's right. And so um, we we need to have some answers to trivia questions. Yeah. You know, you, I know some people think, well, I probably don't stand a chance. But every once in a while, it's almost like nobody nobody answers the question. Too many are going to do it, and they don't stand a chance. Or maybe they don't listen to the podcast until later in the week, and yeah. they think, oh, wait, they, he's already got a winner. Now, you just never yeah. know. So Get it uh, in. Yeah, give it a shot. All right, every week I share a reason why running is so awesome. And this week, this is the reason. It is essential to many other sports. You can't play football without running. You can't play basketball without running. You can't play soccer without running. You know, you, you, you get the idea. Every other sport, you have to be What's the t-shirt that you run. see? My sports, your sports punish. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so running is the foundation of so many of these sports and i like the idea of running just being so basic and so primal and mm-hmm. just it's just so raw and that's one of the things that i love about running and one of the things i think it's it's so and you know at one time running was essential for life i mean that's how they hunted you know at one time as far as we know part of hunting was wearing down the prey and that mm-hmm. would that was done by the the human mm-hmm. being able to last longer than the the prey. Sure. And uh, so yeah, I, I, that's what I like about it. And a motivational thought of the week. There's a great empowerment that I get from running, not only from the endorphins, but being a runner to me has made being depressed impossible. If ever I'm going through something emotional and just. I just and just go out for a run you can rest assured that I'll come back with clarity and empowerment that comes from Alanis Morissette who's a she's a kind of a pop star rock star um but she I just think that's a great sentiment yeah that that running is very therapeutic for all of us yeah how many times is something going on in your head and you just go for a walk or run you come back thinking yeah why was I even worried about that yeah yeah happens a lot just clears things up um, and I've never thought about running being empowering, 
But you know, it does kind of make sense because yeah. anytime you're clear, clear headed, you feel empowered, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's a pretty cool summit. Another good week, Dean. Yeah. All right. So, and until next week, may God bless every step of every run. Go out there and shine your light. Good job, Dean. For more information about the Run for God ministry, go to runforgod.com. If you have questions about your salvation, click on the Peace with God tab. There's nothing more important. Thanks for joining us today.